Welcome to The Sipping Point, the whiskey podcast where we ask a new guest, the whisk what, the whisk where, and the whisk who, as we delve into another dream drumming experience. I am the master blender, Cameron Hobbs. Joining me as ever, my whiskey goblin, Angus Coots. Hello. It's been a couple of weeks, Angus, uh, so I'm hoping for an extra long answer to what have you been drinking since we last met. I would love to give you one, but I don't think I have one for you, to be honest. I am... Um, uh... I drank You've been a, abusing your body in other ways. I drank a lot of gin oh, well, that's over right. the festival. Um, yeah, I'll just say to, to everyone, listen, sorry you didn't get an episode last week. That is, we thought we were going to be fine throughout the fringe. It turns out it was really hard. <laughs> so we missed, a, we missed a week. So we're going to make up for it. Last night, though, was the Stan's rap party. And I was drinking a fair amount. And this is going to be interesting. Not a single malt. Shiva's Regal. Um, I, I, said to, I said to Mike um, at the Stan, the managing director, I said, as much as I love the club... Not a great whiskey selection in there. Need to make that a little bit. He was like, I'll take that on board. So hopefully, if you're comedy fans, you're going to the stand. We'll be seeing some nice stuff. They've got some stuff in there that's all right. They've got Jura 10. They've got um, a couple of other malts they do. Uh, Tamavuan. I'm fairly certain that might be it for them. Oh, Bowmore 12 as well. Just fine. Do fine. But then they've got like Smokehead, which is all right. They've got the Shivas Regal, Monkey Shoulder. And then I can't remember what their house blend is, but it's... You're typical. Yeah, house it's, blend. It's not it's not not the best selection, but I mean you're not there for the whiskey there. You're there for the laughs. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Come for the laughs, stay for the whiskey. That's yeah. what it should be. Absolutely. Well have you been bevin while you've been away? So I was over in Isla and I was at Jura. So was at Jura. I um, had some Jura ten while I was away in a lovely little dram that it is. Um visited Bunahaven once again, did the Warehouse Nine experience. Um also visited a few in fact I visited every single distillery other than Kalila because I ran out of time. Oh really? Yeah. Wow, good trip. Yes, it was a very good trip. Uh came back, the there was a few more clinking noises in the back of the car than there was uh, going out the way, which is always a good sign uh, and a good evidence that you've been to Isla. I'm sure some of them may make their way onto this podcast at some point over the coming months, but I'll say no more. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Look forward to that. But we are getting back together um, and we're absolutely delighted to welcome into the podcast uh, our first female guest, Angus. We've said that we needed to get more women on here and we're starting with an absolute belter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have got at the end of a highly rated, uh, her best ever. Yeah, the, the, show. She she put on a run there that anyone would be envious of. Indeed, indeed, and we'll delve into that and a little bit more as we welcome into the whiskey stug, Marjolaine Robertson. Just Cameron here. Before we get into this one, the three drams that we're having today are the Aberlour Ten, the Loch Lomond Distillery Edition Extra Long Fermentation, and the Bunahaven and Cladach. Okay, apologies. That was very rude. If I was, um, this is the most basic thing in the world: posting something on Instagram whilst you were speaking. <laughs> That's all right. You're here now and that's all that matters. <laughs> so we talked about at the very top there, highly regarded show. You must be delighted. We are. We were basically recording this the first day after, second day after. The no, no, you did. Marilyn did the Monday like an absolute trooper. So yeah, we're what? recording this on the Tuesday. I finished on Sunday like a normal person. I did three shows on Sunday like someone who doesn't remember how much rest the body needs. Mm. Uh, do you know what just occurred to me? 
that this might be an emotional show. <laughs> Sorry, it's like, because it was, it was such a long fringe run and every show I did, the stand-up, the play, and the storytelling, I'd cry in every show. Like, I was meant to. Yeah. I'd cry in every show and greet. And I just realized that I was thinking, ah, oh, people give me compliments. But every time someone gives me a compliment this fringe, which is lovely, I'm like, oh, that's lovely, but I've still got another show to do. I've still got another show to do. Can't rest my laurel. Still got another show to do. And then today I woke up, I was like, I've still got to paint the banner. I wonder if everything's going to crash in on me. And I'll just greet in front of the two of you. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Sorry. We've not had tears yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, that's because you've not had a woman on, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we, we often oh, ask people. <laughs> we ask what people have in their whiskey. We've never had tears. You know, salty tears adding a briny element to the whole thing. <laughs> so are you now resting on your laurels? Is that what you're telling us? Um, well, Do you feel like you, you can now? So tomorrow I think I might meet my friend for some food and pack... And then Thursday I get home to Shetland, which means I'll visit all my family. And then Friday I'm doing like some like 14 hours of shifts of work. <laughs> I'm doing a big day of care work and then I'm volunteering at a festival all night. Wow. I know I forgot. I forgot to rest. I'm going to rest. On the ferry. I'm fine. I'll, I'll rest at some point. Good. Yeah. Good. We I, all need I'm it. sure. I'm sure there'll be a day. At some point. I did yes, not, I did not think- It'll come. And it'll be worth the wait when it eventually lands. Um, for anyone unfamiliar with Marilene um, and wondering where the accent's from, you've landed it right there. So Shetland, uh, as far away from Edinburgh and still in Scotland as you can get, I think. Yes. Um, St Kilda? It's, it's, I don't think it's as far out as Shetland. It's just that- It's very remote and no much going on anymore. Yeah, yeah. How many people are in Shetland? About 22,900. So it's a big old colony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're a happy community. <laughs> and what's whiskey like up there? Well, we don't really mark it ourselves. It'd be lovely if we did, but every time we get to the stage of like gin, we drink it. <laughs> <laughs> we're just too eager for a dram. <laughs> like I find out about, I find out about um, Shetland, um, the old Shetland beer drink they used to have. Every house used to have an ale plant. And you just have this jar. It was almost like a living yeast, essentially. Oh, okay. So you had this great big ale plant. And what you do is you kind of feed it. I think you fed it sugar and water. And you used to kind of, you feed it new and then, feed it new and then. But when you're coming to the Yule, like Christmas, or to a spree, like a wedding or mm. a party, you really feed it extra. And then you just keep it in a big barrel, using a pity cupboard off the kitchen. Yeah. And then fuck, we just use that to be homemade beer. I love as well that around the world people are doing that and making sourdough bread, but Shetland's just going, fuck the bread, beer. we want the beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean, eat it? I can't get drunk on bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the Fringe then, though. What was your show all about? You talked that there was, there was going to be emotions here, so an emotional show. Yes. Yeah, it was, to be honest, but to be honest that's the first time I've ever kind of said that because it's kind of a, a, a twist. Mm. Classic, yeah. classical, 40 minutes in twist. I had one review from Rodney's members like, ah, oh, the same old thing. <laughs> and I was like... Shouldn't be allowed audience reviews, to be honest. You should be, uh, audience reviews on the Fringe website should be positive or don't. Too hard, they were all good and then two happened that were hilariously bad and I kind of liked them the best. Yeah. One is just like, she got upset and I didn't like it. <laughs> 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 but it was a surreal hour of comedy which interlaced the Shetland folktale, the Selkie story, mm. which you find to be honest across Scotland and Ireland yep. and Faroe and Iceland. Um, but I just call it Shetland because 
who's going to stop me on stage? Exactly. And then, um, and then it takes a turn and you see what the story was an analogy for all that time. It's quite dark and sad. And I'm not going to say exactly what it was here because I'm hoping that I can tour it in the future. Yeah. Be shocked if you couldn't, to be honest. It was, I, I was very discerning with what I went to see in the fringe and it was in the, it was in the top five of things I saw. Um, and I only went to, I only went to good stuff this year. No shite for Angus. No shite for Angus. Thank you. Don't make me cry. Uh, I'm going to try. <laughs> I, I think I got you on Sunday. <laughs> we're not going to cry. We're having a celebration. It's, we, we succeeded. We did it. We are. And the first dram is in front of you. As we have this conversation, obviously, we get you to taste and talk. At the end of this, we'll get you to rank and try and determine which one is the supermarket brand. Mm-hmm. One of these is, is available in a supermarket now, I have to be honest up front, and in the interest of fairness, the supermarket brand is actually a discontinued <gasps> whiskey. Oh. I hope I don't fall in love with that. Indeed, don't, because it's now expensive, and I'm kicking myself for opening it when I received it. So it's discontinued, and I have to be honest and upfront. However, when I was doing my research for this, when I Googled it, it was still available as an out-of-stock item on a supermarket, and therefore it counts, and okay. I'll hear nothing else. For you, though, whiskey, how big is whiskey in your drinking repertoire? How often are you reaching for a dram? Whiskey is something I really very much enjoy. Okay. Very much. I think there's like different drinks you have for different occasions. Like if you're just like drinking or thinking about it, although I love them, Radcans, McEwen's. Yes. If it's like a, not as a heavy night, but drinking or thinking about it, gins, or you might have a night when you get like a nice bottle of gin. But whiskey is the one where I'm thinking, I'm going to really savour what I'm drinking so you get a nice bottle of whiskey. And I usually have a nice bottle of whiskey always on the go at the house. It's even sometimes those things that is in the evening, it's just a nice nip. It's something I drink because I savour it and enjoy it. Yeah. I think, I love whiskey, obviously. That's why I do this. Um, but it's one of those ones that I will pour myself drams in the house by myself. Like when I'm just, have, like, I'm not really one for drinking in the house too much, but I always have whiskey in the house, you know? Um, and I, it's always good whiskey because I'm a wanker. Um, <laughs> Same. I always wait till off- when I see one I like on offer, I'm like, yes. Oh my well, God, you see on offer, that's, that's always get immediately. Do you always be checking Amazon for whiskey. Always be looking really? at what's so- Oh my God, yeah. On Amazon Prime Day, we got two Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and oh. it feels, feels I'm, I'm not yet calling an Amazon one a supermarket special. I don't feel that is a thing. I The supermarket specials so far have been ones that you can walk into as the Sainsbury's Waitrose. Pick up. Tesco and see it on the shelf. The co-op, the Scotland, wherever. Um, and they're not bad. We've had we've had some that have been better than others. Absolutely. Um, but we've um, had, we're not, we're not fanning about with, you know, like the Tesco own brand well, was White it not, label. Was it not the little own brand that won best blend of the year back they in the They did the Ben Bracken. They did really well. They won the, I think they won best, I think, did not win a gold without some whiskey awards? Because For was the like, Speyside one? Yeah. They definitely won awards. Their aisle was quite highly regarded as well. I mind, I mind them winning an award because it was all the master blenders were doing taste tests and they all yeah. voted for their favourite and it was Lidl's own Ben Bracken, it was, it was non-age statement and I think it's nice. I quite like it, to be honest. Um, but my flatmates are a bit snobbish. But again, part of that maybe just this year is Lidl, you know? It's only recently I've gotten into blends because I was a snob for no reason. And then I learned that the youngest... It's always aged by the youngest whiskey in it. And then I was yeah. like, oh, something in here could be very old. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> often well, it is. I mean, it's one of the reasons why a lot of people liked Highland Park. I found it recently. Highland Park, until relatively recently, was underaged. So you'd buy a bottle of the 12, but it was really 15. Um, I 
I love Highland Park. I will, I could talk about them at length. Yeah. Is that the closest distillery to Shetland then? Uh, there's Highland Park and Scarpa. Scarpa. Mm. So yeah. I think, I think actually geographically speaking, Highland Park's closer, I think. That's in Kirkwall. Um, yeah. Yeah, because they're both very similar, close together. I'm right, right. sure, but yeah, because yeah. my brother's been going there for years, and my brother's really into it. It's like cracking the story. Oh yeah, Nordic folklore, and wait, I went to my friend's wedding in there. I think that's cool. That's but, a great oh, no, location. Oh no, wedding. sorry, was it the brewery? I don't know. Still, also oh, a great location. Fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely. But um, uh, yeah, Highland Park, because my brother is mad into his whiskies, and him and his pal do collections. Yeah. And they actually met the Highland Park boys. And the Highland Park boys were like, you want to collect? These are the ones you should be collecting. And not just for Highland Park, but for like what an actual limited edition actually is. Yeah. But because of that, the Highland Park boys have always been like to my brother, oh, here comes the collection. So then the Norse gods and then the yeah. elements. and This is something that I think we need to strive to achieve, Angus, is knowing people inside the distilleries is the key to yeah. getting the good stuff. Yeah. And getting the good stuff at a good price. Yeah. Um, so, so a journey that we are beginning, this is episode eight now of this podcast. Yeah. I think by episode 50, we need to have established at least three people in distilleries that are letting us know about uh, the old winky, winky, nod, nod stuff where you're getting the bottles before they're actually available to the public. There's the goal set. Let's see where we achieve. Yeah. Um, so what's in your collection right now then? If you like a savour and a savour flavour, what is it that you reach for? I love PT Smoky Whiskies. Lovely. Lo- I like um I do like them all. I'm not as keen, I think, on the I don't know, I was drinking a few of the malty biscuity ones, like the lowland ones that tend to be the last one I reach for. It usually is often the heathery ones from the Highlands or the Islay smoky ones are my favourites. Mm-hmm. And right now I have um oh no. Okay, so I always try and get the ones on offer. Yeah. And also, yeah. oh, my brain's, this is, the one thing you've got me after the fringe is all the words have fallen in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's two that I always have as well, and I can't even mind the names now. What are the different Le- We will work smoky. through them. So if you're, t- if you're talking an Isla, yeah. uh, you're talking Ardbeg, Lagavulin, Lefroig, Beaumore, Kalila, Bunahaven, Port Charlotte. It's Ardbeg. And Bunahaven, I think I've always got those ones in. Bunahaven's. Is one the one with the kind of funky label, like the two of those? Ardbeg are quite young and funky with their style. Do you know what's funny? Again, eight episodes in. I am pretty confident, and I'd have to go back and check. Highland Park and Lefroy have been mentioned on every single episode. I think They so. are two pillars of the Scottish whiskey industry that I think everybody at some point has not just had, but enjoyed. Like, they're all spoken about in a highly thought of way uh, there's other ones that have been brought up and are hit and miss you know some like some don't yep. for the most part every single person that has been on this has talked highly of those two distilleries yeah yeah. and I think I think uh, because also distilleries don't I don't know Lafrague is so unapologetically like we're this us. is peat and smoke <laughs> this is peat smoky a bit of brine <laughs> get into this if you, if you don't like us we're okay with it <laughs> yeah so this is going to be an interesting tasting because there's not a single peated one in here at all. That's good for um, me. But that's fine. So you're going to be trying three things that you may not typically go to, but okay. it would be great to get your views on it. So again, as you're savouring that and, and drinking it, um, you've talked about what you obviously have in your cabinet. What was the first whiskey? Can you remember the first one that you had that you went, oh, the, oh, this is for me? That would have been Lafrague, to be honest. Lafrague yeah. is the first one that, a basic baby. Who was it that said that as well? Was, that, was it Sloss? A few people have. And again, Lafrague... There's so many people start their journey with Lafroy. For some reason, it's the one I think if you go to a bar 
and you've not had a whiskey for some reason there's something about that bottle that calls out to you because I know so many Classic. people it's the that green just bottle. Go, I'm having some of that it's a green bottle it's the f- like real not too flashy white label that's on it they've never changed too much not tried to be fashionable the 10 is bold you 10 see is it's so bold yeah yeah, yeah. And people yeah. go for it. And I think it immediately divides the crowd. I think it immediately it determines, I like the smoky or I don't like smoky. Yeah, because I think if you're going to try something like whiskey, you want to try something that seems like a traditional whiskey and that box screams traditional. Aye. I um, also think, well, for me as well, like when we were younger, well, still to this day, so at Christmas time, New York Day, New York time, like that time of year, we all go to our neighbours' houses and our friends' and family's houses. We go f- to drinks bag. You know when you go to the supermarket and you buy that bag of six compartments? Well, we all yeah. have those, and it's like you always had like a vodka, a dark rum, a white rum, a gin, a whiskey, and a pot. Okay. And then what you do is you go down to your neighbours for your drinks. So you're like, what drinks do you want? So you supply those spirits, and your neighbour supplies mixers. Great. So you go from who's to who's to who's, but you, always, you never come to these empty. You're just like, what will you have? What will you have? And you tack it to drinks. And, um, but they would always just be, when I was pity, always just like the basic ones, you know? Yeah. Like, like it would just be like, Bacardi, Stuart's rum, which is rum you can only get in Shetland. Cool. Um, just like Glens or Smirnoff vodka. And the whiskey would always just be like, not a fancy one. It would just be a standard one. So like Grouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always Yeah, so you, I would kind of have it a period. Yeah, Bells a lot. Yeah, and I'd have that a lot when I was younger. And I think it was when I was with my friend's dad and I'd had whiskey a bit. My friend's dad was like, I think he's appalled that I'd only ever had Grouse and Bells. And that's why he first gave me a Lafroig. <laughs> I think I was like 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another thing that's come up in this it's podcast. It's also because I was 16 and then it's like giving me whiskey and we're at my friends having pre-drinks. I already drank through all my pre-drinks so the fact that Dad was giving me more whiskey I was like, yeah, I'll drink this. <laughs> now I'm going to ask a really ignorant question and I apologise for it. Up in Shetland, is peat still predominantly used as a fuel for home heating and I do. burning? Yes. I use peat for that but I only, I try and supplement it with like sustainable coffee cinder blocks and stuff as well but do you think the smell of the peat is a reason why you like the peated whiskey is there a familiar just it's that scent is it just in your nose all the time 100 percent. yeah there's a burn when you had the peat fire i saw so much warm as Mm. we ever got the oil system yeah because the peat fire would actually warm up and sit by the fire it's lovely and comforting you'd come in and the smell of peat you associate it with the winter as well so you associate with like hot chocolate and then christmas and parties and visitors coming on sledging which is a magical time of year i love the winter and new for me as well the peat also you associate it with the summer being out working the peat hill because we cut our own peat we cut casting we use a tool called a tushker you are the first person that's been on i, I, I want to i don't want to speak for you cameron but i'm sure you've not i think you're the first person that's actually come on that has cut peat <laughs> yeah so we call it casting the pit so first you get a ripper which is the sharpest implement you've ever seen and you rip off the top heather layer but in a way so that the plants don't die. And you plant that in the previous ditch you cut the year before to keep the guts right. And then the ripper, so the ripper cleans the top. It's called cleaning the banks. And then you leave it for a, a little bit, otherwise it'll be too wheat. And then you cut the peat. And if you do it early enough in the year, you cut like butter, but you still stay in a ship. With the tushka, if you're really strong, you don't use your foot, you just have a, just right. your arms going. And you see these photos of men when they've got like three pits in air behind them, they're going so fast. Um, I'm slow. And you kind of, you cut out the tushkin long like slithers and lay them diagonally across each other. And then when they're a bit dry, you do the raisins. And the raisins is when you take the peats and you bake them, build them into little, they look like little houses. You put Mm. one down and you stack them all on each other. 
That's the raisins. Then you go second raisins when you turn them around to dry the other side. And then you tack them home. And you'd want to do this all before like June, July. And uh, my peats are all still in their first raisin new. Because <laughs> 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 I always do it and then come down here. So yeah. I was going to say, my neighbours my neighbors make fun of me. If, oh, Mary Elaine, you'll surely get your peats home by January. That's when winter hit. That's why I was. I always make this joke when I do my whiskey tours. Uh, when I talk about you know how they cut out the pee out the ground and then it's starting it dries. And I say that's a real magic thing that you can do. It's called the fact that we dry things outside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're able to burn them. I love a smell of pee. Next uh, ignorant we, question yeah. I'm going to ask on the back half though is Shetland peat used anywhere for maltings in Scotland? Do we use Shetland peat? Because I would imagine the makeup of it's a little bit different to Isla and the, the other parts of yeah, Scotland. Yeah, I mean, like, well, that's interesting. Because I know Highland Park use Orkney peat. Mm. Um, they've got their own peat bogs and they use that for their uh, what was, I don't know. I don't know if what peat being used anywhere else. If they're clever, they've done it when they dug up the wind farm. I mean, such quantities of peat that I don't know if they're even storing safely. Um, but I'm not sure. One for anyone listening, do let us know. Uh, contact the <laughs> distillery. We know someone with land. Um, yeah. But also, like, because we use pit for smoking other things, and what the most ingenious thing my dad ever did was when we rolled fan oven broke, the heating elements completely gone, like completely gone, everything gone, but the fan worked. So he's like, don't tell ma'am. And we took the fan oven into the shed, had a peat fire going in it, like a small, just kept it going, turned the fan on and put all the lamb in it. And it made the nicest nice. smoked lamb. Smoked lamb. I don't oh. think I've ever had smoked lamb. Well, we have this dish called the Reesed Mutton where you bury lamb in salt for like three, five days. Yeah. Pull it out. You know, you know it's meat. I know about And then you, <laughs> you'd hang it in the living room or you'd hang it in the bainane, sorry, or the butt in the kitchen. But it would be an open fire so the meat would slowly be naturally being cured in the top of the rafters of the house. And now we kind of like smoke it more quickly and like um like in we might either build something outside of breeze blocks and put the meat in there and have a fire going for like 48 hours but it's still not cooked it's just kind of cured slightly cured yeah the mm. only person who eats it in that state i've ever met in my entire life is my brother we tend to then use that meat as a stock for soup where you boil it for three hours and then it pulls apart like pulled pork it's nice. amazing I've heard you talk about it a lot and then I remember I read a it's just a, a paragraph I think in Fern Brady's book I don't know if anyone's read that oh uh, yeah yeah I know exactly. she used to live with someone from Shetland <laughs> she just rips the piss out <laughs> just like my flatmates just wandered about going where's my reasted mutton <laughs> when Fern was writing that book because she had to change everybody's name she's like yeah. uh, Manny Lane uh, do you want me to change the name of the Shetland girl to your name and like can be in the book I was like, didn't you not get on with her? She's like, oh yeah. I was like, well, people think we hate each other. She's like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be her. People think we're enemies. Yeah. I nearly sent you a picture of the book because I was on the plane coming back oh, from uh, Berlin when I was reading that. I nearly just took a picture of it and sent it to you and be like, I didn't know you used to love a fern. Because <laughs> you're the only other person I've ever heard talking about recent months. So. Right. Let's talk about your whiskey then, Phil. You've talked about the fact that you like something petered. This is all about uh, building your dream dramming experience. So for that dream dramming experience, what's in the glass? Oh, if I could pick what whiskey. Yeah. yeah. The most perfect one. 
perfect experience. You just get one for this experience you're building in your head. I mean, in my most perfect experience, it'd be like a Shetland whiskey that was PT that doesn't exist yet. That's okay. This Great is a dream. Oh, drumming oh experience. my God. Okay, cool. I think it would have a slight sea spray taste as well to it. Okay. okay. I think I might just be like ripping off Highland Park. But it would be that, I like Highland Park, but better. <laughs> Because I, would, like I don't know how much you right? blend though, because this is what I'm really bad with. I put everything in one go. Because I was like, our heather is beautiful, our peat is rich, and there's sea spray everywhere. <laughs> that could fire. all work together. I probably put all four elements. So the four elements. Like, yeah, the being... four elements being out of the the okay um the sea spray water. Yeah. yeah. I would have burnt peat smoke for fire. Yeah. I would have um, heather for earth yeah. as a plant, and then what was the one? Air, air, air. Well, what's you going to be? Make it fizzy. <laughs> Just past the wind. Make sure that those casks are matured and facing full frontal into that Shetland wind. Okay. Yeah, I think that could add something different. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone's done a wind-assisted maturation before. There might be a reason for that. There might be a reason. Uh, <laughs> We'll find out. What's it going to be called? What's your? Um, we well, have to think of a good a good certain word for it. Um, no, I was going to call it trucker because trucker is a certain word for someone who's like a bit mischievous, misbehaving. Okay, trucker would be kind of cool for a whiskey name. Yeah, but you could also go for something more magical and ethereal, like Shermel. Well, yeah, it was my show. Like the the Shermel is a bit between the land and the sea, where the wave lashes up over yes. the shore. Oh. Maybe maybe you have different ones like Truker would be the fiery one and Sherman would be the salt one. Oh my goodness! One. Not only are you coming up with you're coming, coming up with different expressions now yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's called Truker. 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 Excellent. Fine. I I mean I absolutely love that this is this is a dream drama experience. <laughs> so you've made your own whiskey. Something I'll never get. Absolutely. Uh, I'll be and dead again, before it's finished. Do you feel that the peat in this whiskey is your own peat, or can it be anyone? Nah, I'm gonna be someone else's. I'm running out of peat for my fire. Because yours isn't gonna be ready. In yeah, time. I'm gonna go wherever that wind farm is not sustainably storing their peat. I'm taking that for this. Fine, grand. Okay. <laughs> Time to turn our attention then to... <laughs> Who made the wind farm? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. We're moving on from there. Um, drum number one. What are your notes on that one? Okay. So what are your thoughts? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? What do you do? You look at the angel's ring. That's not what it's called. Look I don't think it's called that. No. It's the angel's ring. Do <laughs> <laughs> so be fearful. What does it mean when the halo stays? Doesn't that mean something nice? That's a... Uh, uh, it's viscosity is what it tells you. How viscous it is. Oh. And I, I mean, there's what not, I don't know that there's necessarily a right or a wrong when it comes to the legs. There's a, there's perhaps a connotation that good legs means a good whiskey. But I'm not sure that that actually carries true. No, she's got legs. She does. It smells. Okay, so this is a thing. I'm going to talk about this like I came out talking about, but I've not really had a good sense of smell in a long time. Okay. And the fringe will have done nothing to help that. Mm. It smells almost sweet, like it smells like a malty. It smells like a malty biscuity lowland one off the top of my head. But I probably will say that for everything I smell. Because <laughs> you've been sniffing biscuits, and I don't. I don't think I can't tell if it's a blend or not. I think a drinking it will be able to tell me because from smelling it, I didn't think it was a blend at first, but then I got no at the end. I'll tell you, none of these are blends. Okay, they're all single malts. Yeah. Oh, thank you, boys. So I try drinking it now. Yes. Sorry, you're just waiting on me. Oh, yeah, yeah, drink away. Angus, you can chip in with your thoughts on the nose and the... I agree, it's sweet. Yeah. It's sweet. That's oh, so smooth, you actually don't notice it going down. That's mm. like lethally smooth. You could just yeah. power drink that. 
It's, it's dangerous. Um, oh, I like the burn on your throat, though. I mean, are you getting any kind of waxiness to it? A bit like candly. Candle wax. Oh, but you know, like, have you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to the chili cook-off? Yes. And he <laughs> coats his tongue in wax? Yeah. That's what I'm feeling with this. Right, okay, a waxy the, the, coat. The one with, the yeah. one with um, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash plays his... Uh, yeah, the, the, the fox the is yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I think it's definitely a biscuity one. Okay. Definitely, it's got that sweetness to it. It's got a little bit of a kick at the end. Oh, oh, oh. Is it a distillery very close to Edinburgh? Oh my God, called... Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it a distillery about, very close to here, like 45 minutes from Edinburgh? I know exactly what is you're it, talking about. Do you know what I'm on about? What's yeah. it called? Glenkinchy. If we'll it was near reveal, Edinburgh, it must be. We'll reveal all at the end, but that's fine. I Any, think it's a very... I like it. It's um really... Fun. I think it's kind of a honey taste. Yeah. Okay. It's a honey taste. It's like dangerously smooth to go, June. It feels like the smoothness... <laughs> go for it. No. I can't wait. You'll never have another woman on the podcast. It feels like I would never buy them for myself because I think they're a terrible waste of plastic. But whenever my friend does when they lend it to me, I'm like, well, that was easy. When you get that <laughs> peril applicator on your tampon gotcha. and it's like plastic and you're like, this is a waste of plastic. But you use it and you're like, that was so smooth going in. I didn't even know what it says on my period. <laughs> I love it. Well, I don't love it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great description. It's so smooth. It goes it's down lethal. smooth as a pearl applicator does if I t- in a different orifice, because t- I assume that's not going in your throat. Hopefully Unless not. it's a particularly rough one. <laughs> I Unless I forgot which end. <laughs> I am... Um, I, uh, this is the kind of whiskey that if I had teenagers, I wouldn't let them drink this one because they drink it too easily. Huh? Yeah, I'd get them, that's, that's probably why I got given Lafroy to my friend's dad because yeah, it could scare you off a little it. bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love this. This is really nice. This makes me feel like I should actually enjoy smoother, sweeter, well, nicer ones more often. Again, none of these are peated, so there's a wee journey that you're about to go on. Let's see where we get to the Although end. there is one bit of it I'm not so keen on. Okay. What's that? I don't know. The first initial taste. I know exactly what you're talking about there. I but then it gets after you it sip comes it, in. it gets better. I don't know, like if you added a little bit of water. But I don't feel like I'd want to add water to that because it just it feels like yeah. I feel like it's already easy enough, and I think it's an, I think it's because it's malty. That's my theory. I think because it's malty, I'm never keen on malted things. So the first initial taste, I'm like huh, but then it isn't after you've drunk it. It's really nice. Hmm. Is that right? Maybe my mice just broken. Maybe, but I doubt it. Anything to add, Angus, before we move on to... No, I think we should move on. We should move on. Let's do that. We know what's in the glass for the dream experience. Let's move on to dram number two, and we'll get on to talk about where Mario Lane is going to drink it. So we know what dream dram is in the glass. Now we need to discuss where you're going to drink it because this is the ultimate dramming experience that we're building here. Uh, Dram number two is also in front of you. You can start to sniff and savour and taste and consider what you're getting from it. Honey. Honey. Straight off the the nose. I'm making a note. It's that heathery honey. Heathery honey. Okay. Lovely. It's almost like toffee. It's almost like... So good. It's like my granny baked it and she's not even alive. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Right. We're, we're on to a stoter with number two. Um, but you've got your dream dram, which is a Shetland peated whiskey that doesn't exist <laughs> called the Trucher. Yeah. Um, it is made with the sea spray water. Yeah. Uh, it's burnt peat from Shetland. Uh, there's a bit of heather in there for the earth. 
uh, and it's matured directly in the Shetland winds. So we've got the four elements. It's wonderful. Where in the world do you want to be as you're savouring this drama whiskey? I'm going to continue this dream element of it. Okay. So I would like to be in my kitchen. So my kitchen is like this weird time portal, I swear to God. Like, you know I struggle with time. Yeah. But there's something about my house where time struggles. And the only house, the only clock I allow in my entire house is, well, there's a little watch in the skull of an otter next to my computer from where I'm working. An actual otter? Yeah. Okay. And then my, I have a clock in the kitchen because I only, like, because I was often having breakfast usually for work. I'm like, oh, I'm too hours late. So what happens is, but then even then, I can't explain this, but there's something about drinking in my kitchen where it's like the clock vanishes mm. and it's like a portal. And I have friends over, um, come stay at mine, or friends over just come for a few drams. And all of a sudden, were you ever trying, like you're having a few drams, you have dinner, it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, all of a sudden it's five in the morning. And then the sun comes aboard the horizon mm. and it's a beautiful kitchen because it's got windows all around it. And it's just so nice. You just keep drinking. So I think I do that. But in the dream scenario, I'd have a pretty extension off the front of the kitchen, a pretty glazed extension yeah. with a recessed dining table and it will be even more lightsome. But yeah. So basically, I just want to be drinking in my kitchen. Drinking in your kitchen, but you've had an extension. Yeah. Uh, it's glass-faced. Oh, so you're getting, the, you're getting the, every element of the sun as it comes up in the morning. And oh, the sun's coming yeah. up at 5 a.m. Well, it depends what time of year, because the sun starts rising at 2 in the morning and summer. <laughs> it starts rising so at the 10 in the winter. So <clears throat> if you're saying 5 a.m., you're probably in spring or autumn. Oh, yeah. 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 The vor and the herst. What does that mean? The Vor is the spring yeah. and the herst is the autumn. Yeah. All right. So didn't realize you, you didn't know that. Didn't realize you spoke shit on <laughs> Which do you prefer, Vor or Herst? Um, herst. And I, I, Which is a theme on this podcast, by the way. As well. Autumn's good. Oh, yeah. Autumn. I, if we were to summarize this podcast so far, <laughs> one of the things that we could draw from this is autumn is the time to drink whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because I think as well, like the because the, in Shetland traditionally, there's no like the seasons tend to go vor, simmer, herst, then goes yule, Christmas. Yeah. And I guess you got the first herst and the second herst. And winter isn't so much a season in the olden olden days that I've ever seen about. Mm-hmm. Even though there's winter months, you've got the Yule nights, the Helly nights. But um the thing about it is I always feel guilty in the vor. I always am feeling like crippling guilt and that's when I'm born so I thought I'd enjoy the vote mm. but I think it's because A usually school exams so B it's like you have to go cast the pits you've got to do the lamb and you've got to start planting you've got to start digging the ground spring's and a busy time yeah. yeah yeah there's an inherent feeling to do work yes. and then with the fringe as well you're like my fringe show should be on yeah. and like at the stage room just practicing at previous so it's like it's and I think there's this idea that elder folk enjoy the summer because it's finer days but younger folk enjoy the winter because by the time the hearse has been, by the time we've got everything in for winter, traditionally you just keep the animals fed, keep the fire going, and there's a time to visit and drink and just get through the lonely dark yeah. nights. So, yeah. Love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. And I think another thing that's been a theme on this pod is the sun and light. And actually it's sunset rather than sunrise. Probably speaks a little bit to the fact that you're a bit younger than some of the older people we've had on the podcast. Sorry, Scott Wilson, but you're old. Um, you I was going to say, we've only had one old boy on. <laughs> Nighttime is witchcraft time. Like Jimmy Borthwick's only just 40, I think. Uh, compared to Marjorie, he's definitely older. So that's fine. But there's something there about that. 
um, you know, savouring the whiskey at the end of the night. I assume a good night's been had and therefore the sun coming up is kind of like the, the sign to continue. Yeah. The night is not over. In fact, the day has just begun. I always think like daytime drinks tend to be like your lighter, juicier one, like cider or like a punch. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Times. When you get to nighttime, it's like that's when it's like you're drawn in whiskey. I love the idea, though, of like nighttime and daytime drinks. So this is something I want to dig into a little bit more. Please. Whiskey for you is a nighttime drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it, I, I don't know. I, I think because if you do a whiskey experience, it's always during the day. It suddenly becomes something that you can drink. But I always feel like with that, it's a you're not drinking it from the afternoon and continuing to go. You're drinking it in the afternoon and you're stopping and then you're picking it up later on. What about gin and tonic though? Is gin and tonic a day drinker? All day, all night. All day, all night. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, But actually, to be honest, I tend to never end on gin and tonic. Oh, as you know, this friend of mine ending on gin and tonics all the time. Monkey Barrel were doing this thing where you you got a gin and tonic, then if you got a double, you pretty much got a pint of gin and tonic. That's essentially what it was. And that's that quick, like the last week of the fringe, that's what I just took on stage with me. My show was at 2.45 and I was having like a pint of gin and tonic on stage with me instead of a bottle of water. It's time to get your thoughts on this. Dram number two was clearly popular on the nose, but as you taste it. It's toffee and then it's shat. I call it shelpit. Shelpit is a shat word for like a bite. Like a, there's, so, so there's it's boozier. It's boozy. Yeah, it's like, it's like a it's like a Christmas time drink. You know, so I think that first style. one was forty, and I think this is higher. Okay, would be my. Oh, guess. this kicks your. Th- this is funny because it comes in way sweeter, but packs way more a kick there's right a, in the throat. There's a savory end to it that I cannot put my finger on. Meat. Like there is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it has like a meaty aftertaste there. Okay. Like, oh, do you think this is one of those things that can cure in like a cherry cask or something? I don't think this is cherry. A no. meaty, meaty ca- cask. Uh, maybe of not. Mince. A, yeah, a cask of mince, a, a mince cask, that's what it was. Is this a mince cask? Yeah. It's not a mince cask. There's been no, no beef has been anywhere near this whiskey. So it's from a country of no coos. <laughs> Wales. All Scottish whiskies this week. We have put some Welsh ones in previously. To us, I was going to actually say I hadn't even considered anything. It's got, oh my God, it's in the back of my throat a second time. Oh my gosh. You tried it with a bit of water in it. I think that was that what I would do. The old two drops of water. This one is affecting my head the same way that legal highs used to affect my head. <laughs> I think it's opened my sacral chakra. Oh yeah, sacral your chakra. third eye's open now. Ah. I genuinely am. Have you ever smoked legal highs? No. I would, I probably shouldn't have used legal highs. No one should ever smoke legal highs. They're absolutely wild. But one time I took them and my brain started popping like Rice Krispies or Sherbert. Oh yeah. Oh, pop, pop, pop. And all these like feelers grew up my head and started touching everyone in the room. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed. But they weren't like <laughs> so they weren't this like never happens. They weren't like because <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry by them. And it was like what you're talking about. Because I just like people like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. But it was like I was like, it wasn't like anything like sensual. It's like I was examining people's true self with these feelers. Oh my god, I would never want someone to do that to me. It was intense. Oh my god, I hate um, that sounds intense. Like yeah, that's not and that was just the start of everything that happened that night but now every now and then i have had the poppers and then the feelers come out different things have set them off but that was pretty damn close really yeah wow that maybe lack of sleep maybe the fringe i don't know maybe i'm on it it's the first time we've had a spiritual experience from a whiskey which is what i'm loving with this one oh the water i think the two drops of water improved it yeah that's what i think it's made it easier to drink 
I don't know if I like it more though. I think I liked it when it was that kind of intense because it came in real hard yeah. there. I like that a lot. That's mellowed it out a little bit. It's mellowed it out, but it's my brain fruitier. Fruitier, yeah. I I stand by the cherry cask idea. Right. Um, any other notes on this one before we move on to drum number three? Honestly, I'm toffee cherry sweet. I think um. Now, now that I've had this one, I think I'm like, this is the biscuity multi one from the Lowlands. What is it again? It's like the Heather Highlands, Smoky Islay, Biscuity Lowlands, and and what's the other, what's the fourth kind of special? I mean, whiskey? the thing is like, Sweet Space Side. Sweet Space Side. Sweet Space Side. But oh, I, would, I would probably say Cameltown's got that. What's Cameltown up to? Well, not much. <laughs> I was going to say they're doing loads. Springbank is... I've never had a Springbank whiskey, and it is probably the most talked about whiskey right now. Really? I've never yeah. had any Springbank. Oh, we'll have to try that sometime. Yes, indeed. I, uh, I love Cameltown whiskey, but the problem is there's just not that many of them. Would yeah. this be a sweet space out then? Is that what you thought? Because I always wonder if it's a I'm not sure, one. but I don't know much about this one at all. I'm... I'm I'm perplexed. Logically, I want to go Speyside. Logically, I want to be like Highlands. Highlands always good. Speyside's always an easy shot because there's so many of them there. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one at all. Like that, that first intense sip of it, like when I first tried it, was incredible. This mm. is the supermarket one. And if it's not, it should be. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I'm bad. I'm Should be because you want to get it cheap. No wonder it's discontinued. I'm going to let me say 100% this is not the supermarket one. This one's making me feel funny. Okay, I'm not happy. <laughs> Something's happening. It's like I'm allergic to the bees in the city. You know when they're like, if you're allergic to uh, pollen, <clears throat> you should eat honey from that area. Yes. Do you know that? I feel I've like... Tried it and I'm not convinced it works. No, but, but I think whatever's happening in this area, I'm allergic to the bees because this is fucking me. I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> you can. You, you. I don't think you're physically able to swear as much I've as Daniel Sauce did. I've never had an intenser experience from drinking whiskey before. I don't know if it's this room. I don't know if it's the month I've been through. I don't know if it's whiskey, but it feels like I'm tripping. <laughs> amazing. I mean, what a review. Also, I now just remembered a little bit more of what I did last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest things that happen are never on stage. No, indeed. This is a weak comparison of funny things that terrible descriptions of funny things we once saw. Yes, that is exactly right. What a summary for the fridge. That's exactly right. (laughs) Summed up in one sentence. (laughs) Terrible descriptions of funny things we once saw. The Edinburgh Fringe 2013. (laughs) Short of three out of five special we've seen. Right, we know what's in the glass, we know where we're drinking it, we're th- through two drams. Before we lose uh, Mario Lane completely to, to the Whiskey Monster, let's get on to dram number three. Yeah. So we know what's in the glass, we know where it's been drank. Now we need to get to the crux of this and determine who you have with you for this ultimate dramming experience. We've got dram number three in the glass. You can start to sniff and savour and taste. But while we're doing that, Maria Lane, who are you having with you for that ultimate whiskey experience? I'm going to have a pity sniff because I haven't thought this through. Oh, gonna... this has a taste, the smell. What? Well, Maria Lane's sniffing there. I'm just going to come in with my one bit of Shetland uh, speak that I do know because Maria Lane said the word about seven million times. Pity means small, just for our English listeners there. Good knowledge, Angus. That's right. I've been following you on social media for a long time. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> And this has a smell. It does. That smells like 
the house beside my brother's house when no one lived in it. You're right. Do you see what I mean? It's mm-hmm. got abandoned house smell. A little bit. Um, kind of like... Um, Ghosts. Like if you're... <laughs> have you... <laughs> An abandoned house smell of ghosts, and Angus is like, "You're right." No, like she's it's a- an epiphany. She's absolutely right. Because I remember when I was younger, we had some work done in a house, um, and the floors were ripped up, and it was kind of like just like dirt on the ground because okay. of old house up north, um, and it was like under the stairs, and that is the smell of that, and that was it. It reminds me very vividly. Of two songs, only one of which I will say the name of just now, and that is Party Hard by Andrew W.K. Oh my God, yes. Um, and yes. that's because when that work was getting done, that album had just come out, um, and I listened to it a lot. I still love it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, he's weird now. But um, that this when you said, I like an abandoned house, I was like, yeah, it's one of the work that was done in my very old house up north. Very interesting fact that you bring up Andrew W.K. there as well, because... One of the times in that house was empty. We used to sometimes crash in that house if there's too many of us and we need someone to stay in tune. And me and my two pals, Magnus and Kevin, all crash in the double bed there and we've been singing Party Hard all night. Great song. So, how we've connected, I think that's why my third eye opened in the last chapter. We are there now. So, this was Party Hard by who? Andrew WK. I am Party Hard. Do, 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 you do, work do. all night. I can't When you're working, you feel all right. <laughs> I, I, Party hard. Anything else you're getting from it? Well, I think from that description, we could maybe build it down to one word that's less offensive, and it is earthy. Earthy. Okay. Yes, you love that. Earthy with leftover paint in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you. <laughs> My has been painting all day. So. Oh, God. Oh, I'm just sniffing the paint on me. I'm covered in paint. Now the listeners are like, oh, oh, you got high from whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the whiskey fumes tipped you over the edge. Not the fact you were sitting painting a room till Angus had to pry you away. Because as I was finishing my painting, I was trying to wipe around. It's like a big banner I'd printed for the fringe, and I painted my reviews on it so they can get washed off if they mm. get wet. And they had the old ones have been rained off. So I painted them on again. I was wiping clear any of the smears, the old run marks, the old paint. And as I was doing it, just rang its ride, I went, Foop! and just wiped right through a review I just painted myself. Mm. So I did take myself back a good 20 yeah. minutes of work. What's the best review you've ever wiped away? Or was that one? So well, who was it? Was that that wasn't the five? Was well, it? My, my fun fact. So not the best review I've had this year. Although I feel like for me it's probably the best because I finally broke through that three star ceiling. Is I finally got four stars from Chortle and four you stars got five from, them. from the list. Yeah, I know. Well, that was the best review, and also they got the, the show. I'm not just saying this because the they gave me list. five stars. <clears throat> the list asked me for a comp so they could come and see me and review me, and they still haven't fucking published. The Guardian did the same. Guardian came to me like on one of the first days of the Fringe. And they didn't publish it on the first day? Didn't publish wow. it. And now they've done their our final piece on the fringe. And it's like, this man has seen so many bloody shows. Also, I don't I don't care anymore. I'm going to say it. He gives three stars to everybody. He gives three stars to every show that's like nominated. He gives three stars to Dan, Emmanuel, Lorna. These are all nominated, some of them award-winning yep. shows, getting fours and fives. It's like, I think if you're giving three stars, you're missing the point. Yep. If this podcast episode comes out after I've had a review of four more stars, I take back these words. <laughs> <laughs> we gave Julia a massive It's fine, we'll five. edit it. We'll go back and edit it if that's happened. 
We do need to get back to the conversation, though, and we still need to determine who's with you for this perfect dramming experience. Whoever I want to bag off with at that moment in time. Whoever you want to bag no, off with. No, actually yeah. joking, opposite, opposite. Is that not extra pressure? No, you can't exactly. enjoy the whiskey if you're trying to bag off. I was off. actually going to say yeah. it wouldn't be that. No. It wouldn't be that because I think, well, no, that's that's really sad. That doesn't need to be. We've had Jessica Alba as a... Who is a Jessica a, Alba? Gareth Much. <laughs> Much he, he is a married the week, man. The week after his wedding, he's though. a married man. Like this is the thing. I got um, I got asked this question recently. Like, if you could have three people at a dinner party, what would you have? And I literally was like, oh, my cousin Mia, because yeah. as and I would have enough food for four people, but it would just be me and Ari and spaghetti. Yeah, like because I and I would just actually, it sounds so corny. I would pick any person who I've not seen for a pretty while who I want to have that kind of five yeah. in the morning. We've had a heart to heart. We've laughed with memories. We've spoken to things that have been bothering us. And we've heard each other's stories and we helped each other out. And we just go through onto complete nonsense chats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want whoever's comfortable in my kitchen just to speak to me for the whole night and we'd be good company. And I know that seems like a copied answer. It's not, a, it's not, it's not, it's not, it definitely isn't. I've, I've changed someone to a friend, a friend you've not seen in a while. A friend I've not seen in a while because yeah. I think that's like, that's my, sometimes my favourite nights is like when I have a flat party, a house party or even when I have like five friends over for drinks everyone clears away or everyone passes out they're left in the kitchen with just one person. Yeah. And you just sit and you open up. And the thing is I learned about my friends and family members and about myself from having those 5 a.m. chats because mm. it just goes to a place where you've just yeah. spoken through everything, listened to music, danced, smoked, played a stupid board game and then <laughs> just sat in the kitchen and you just get to a place of just speaking about everything and I think... And there's an unwritten rule that it's a safe space. Yeah. Like yeah. there's that unwritten rule that those conversations and those moments at the end of the night with the day has ended and the new one's just to begin, but you're going back on it. There's a, there's definitely a, a, a connection there because you both know, without saying it, this conversation is never going to be talked about ever again. It won't be remembered, but it's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> but you hope... No, you're right, you're yeah, right. And, and it's, not, it's never said. It doesn't need to be. It's a true bond. You just know you're the survivors of the night. I mean, the, those that have crashed and fallen can miss out on whatever they missed out on. Yeah. And there's no point in them missing out unless they're missing out. So you never talk about the conversation again because its value is the fact that you've made it through the night. Well, that's it, because you never talk about the specifics again. You just, oh, we had a really nice conversation. Okay. You don't yep. need to go into it. Right, nope. So if someone tells me this is a secret, never tell anyone. I will keep that to the grave. Mm. If someone's like, Marilyn, Please keep this a secret. And also, I'm like, and I always say, and I know it sounds like a school bear. I'm like, Pinky Promise. But the, the action of Pinky Promise, because I've got bad memory, the action of doing Pinky Promise helps me remember this has been taken to my grave. Even if someone else tells me it, I'll act like I never knew it. Yeah. Like I will, or if I, I'll shut it down like it's not true if I think I need to do that. Like I am so good at that. I cannot keep one single of my own secrets. Like, I'm surprised I haven't named people on this pot. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't keep yeah. my own information in my mouth. But when someone says, don't tell anybody, but if someone was to tell me something, even of any nature, but have not used the words, don't tell anybody, if they've not said that, it's not, and I'm not even a gossipy person. I'm just like, if they've not said this isn't a secret, I'm like, I'm just like, oh, everybody came that. Because I don't keep my secrets and I don't, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm an overshare of my own life. If someone just tells me something, I'm like, oh, cool, that's a thing everyone knows then. 
So people have to be really clear with me when they're coming to me for the secret. So this person that you're sitting that you've not seen to in a while, um, not seen to, <laughs> not seen in a while. Not seen now is it back off again? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is this a secretive like conversation or is it a public one? Both are fine. They just need to make it right, clear. Right, fine. Okay, yeah. so you've no preference. Just make it clear. I'm happy. Fine. I'm happy for a chance to be just for us. Yeah, yeah fine. Enjoy. Grant, yeah. beautiful. What about dram number three? What are we thinking? Uh, other than it smells Wait, like is an this abandoned the house? house. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't taste like an abandoned house. No. I've been drinking so much and I can tell you, I can't remember a single thing. Let me try something new on air. This is my least favorite kind of whiskey. Okay. This is the kind of whiskey I think people try. Okay. I'm scared to say these things. I feel like you talk to whiskey companies. I feel like you look for sponsorships. I feel Don't like you're say, hoping no, 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 that no, no, you can right. hand in hand have relationships with different distilleries moving forward. And someone like me comes on and like, it tastes a pretty bit like when sick comes to my mouth. And then it's ruined. No, it doesn't do Daniel anything. Sloss <laughs> ranked a £550 bottle of whiskey last okay. in the previous episode. I've and talked. put the supermarket <clears throat> one first. Because favourite and best are two different but did things. He say I've also like talked shit about... No, 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 no. But if it tastes like <laughs> So many distilleries on this podcast. Today is, I think, the first episode that I've not said, oh, well, you know, they're a really good distillery, but I actually hate everything they do and I hope they close. Um, you know, I've not said that once this no? episode. That's good. Okay, so, so, um, so basically, I think that this whiskey tastes like the kind of whiskey I would never introduce someone to as I'm trying to get them into whiskey. Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, that one time I was eating soup with my mom and dad and my brother. Oh my God. Me and my, okay, sidebar. Me and my brother had this idea for a TV show a million years ago and lo and behold, it gets made by Channel 4 called Friday Night Dinner. Because me and my brother had this idea to set up cameras in our house because every time we had dinner, every time we had dinner, my sister wasn't there at the time. Me and Dirk was like giggling. My mom would get angry. My dad got off on tangent. Everything would go funny. It was always funny at dinner time. Terrible, but funny. Mm. And I mind one thing. I know I shouldn't say this. Like, I came this thing, and this is like the worst bratty thing I ever said. But I hate soup. I hate it. I, like, I hate soup. What? I hate soup. What? I hate soup. I, the two of you. Yep. Like, I'm better new. I'm, I'm better new that I make soup for myself sometimes. But what happened is we used to There's a weird occasion. If I'm sick, I'll have soup. Yeah. I'll have a tomato, cream of tomato if I'm sick. But I hate soup. Be my family makes amazing chicken soup. I make spiced pumpkin butternut squash soup nice. Or a spiced and a sweet potato soup. I make it nice. Tatty soup with and mutton I love in Shannon at Christmas time, but it's mm-hmm. basically stew. Yeah. It's basically stew. Well, so yeah, so what right. you're doing is you're bringing soup to stew. Yeah. And that's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's actually like yes. a chunky meal. Absolutely. With meat and bread. Totally agree. But yeah. but but soup so and I think yeah, the reason I hate soup is because we used to have a nice Sunday roast every Sunday. Mm. We'd put the the hen in the fridge the oven. Put the hen in the oven, go to Kirk, come home, Sunday roast, delicious. <laughs> Was but that a hind or hen? A chicken. <laughs> I don't say it. Put the Henley oven, go to Kirk, come home, have Sunday roast. Marilyn Robertson coming straight to the podcast from the 1840s. Um, <laughs> and slap it on a barrel and a spit <laughs> and leave the pity boy to turn it like going, praise That's Odin. It. <laughs> Dear Odin. One day, mum was like getting stressed by always having to get home for Kirk in time because we were always a very slow family to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, so one day, mum realised that every Sunday, because we'd go to the shop on a Monday, mum was like, 
all these vegetables keep going off in the fridge. So she's like, what if I took all these old vegetables and slammed them in a pot of water? And from no then on, wonder you don't like soup, we man. only ever had soup. Mum's Dutch. The Dutch are the worst cooks. I will stand by this. <laughs> Dutch people shouldn't be allowed because I I know it's called a Dutch oven because our food tastes like fat. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Dutch cooking. Hartslag, great. Dutch cooking, bland. And so it's funny, I would say Dutch cooking is bland. I've got a story behind bland. this as well. Dutch snack food. Amazing. I'd like croquette, frikandel. So good. The baller. Amazing. Yeah, the baller yeah. is probably up there amongst Snack the best. Snack food, breakfast food's yep. the best in the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 I would agree. You get like, to dinner and it's just like It's like bland. meat, potatoes, vegetables, and it tastes of nothing. And what you imagine, Angus, not that. Like meat, potato, vegetables sounds good. It does sound good, but it's not. not it's just grey. The potatoes and the meat are the s- almost the same colour. Sometimes they'll grate a boiled egg over it. Yes, you heard me right. They'll grate a I, boiled I, egg over it. Genuinely, I'm fully signing up to this. Super shit, so is Dutch cooking. Yeah. Apart from snack food, which is the, the best in the world. So one time I was in my soup and I was just a teenager. I was grumpy. I missed my roast dinners. I was hungover. And I couldn't. And as I was saying it, I was like, don't say this at Lude, Manoline. Don't say this at Lude. Don't say this at Lude. But... Have you ever had an experience that's so strong, you're like, I can't believe this experience is happening, so you have to say it. Yeah. Well, I took one spoonful of that soup, me, my mom, and my dad, and the soup tasted exactly like my vomit does. (laughs) Right. And I was like, oh my God, because it was such a surprise to me. I said, this soup tastes exactly like my spew. (laughs) How'd your mom take that? I realized now how horrible that was but it was and I couldn't not say it because it dumbfounded me and dad just dropped his spoon because dad hates sick more than I do and he put his hands on the head and even my brother was like Marilyn no that's too far and uh, this whiskey reminds me of that (laughs) god Angus your thoughts I don't think it tastes like sick. Okay. I quite like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I should feed you like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Nando's after this. <laughs> we don't need to go to Nando's You'll anymore. have whatever I'm having. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, I'm struggling to put too much on it. It's got, the smell was definitely more interesting than the taste. Um, <laughs> it goes. It yeah. smells of course. As soon as you said that, I knew exactly what you were talking about. It's. I'll try it one more time. It's incredibly inoffensive to me. I I realize that it's probably not the same for you, but I find that that's totally okay. I refer to middling that right there. That's a. that's a three out of five. I should spew. I swear to God, this is the drink that I have at a party where I'm like, have the drink, and five minutes later, I'm like, I'm having the drink a second time. I should have drunk too much to be new too late. I mean, it could also just be the fact that I shouldn't have recorded this podcast today. It's been a long week. I've been a long month. It's been a long month. I've been partying. I wasn't going to drink today. And now I'm trying to drink my third nipple whiskey. And these are big nips. Thank you very much. You're very very kind. So it's time to wrap this up. And we need you to now rank these whiskeys from your favorite, uh, from your favorite to least favorite. And then. We want you to tell us which one is the supermarket special. Okay. So we all start with a guest. So Maria Lane, favorite to least favorite. I think my I think it might be the order of one, two, three. One, two, three. I okay. believe so. 
I joke that two is the supermarket one, but I actually wonder if my, f- I, 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 I always like to think I've got like a really good intuition and gut instinct. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I felt like two is the supermarket, but logically maybe it's not. So actually one's the supermarket and I just like it the best and two's actually really expensive and three's the middle one. But I'm just going to throw that all in the bin and say, two is the supermarket one. Three is, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so one's your favorite, two is the middle that you think is supermarket, and three is your least favorite. I think so. I guess. <laughs> so different today. Yeah. You sometimes, so you've picked great camp because normally, I say normally, sometimes, if, certainly if it's a, with our whiskey drink at some, we kind of go the same way, but we're yeah. not, we're not today. Two's my favorite. Two's, two's my favorite. second favorite, one's my least favorite, and one's the supermarket one. Two oh, is your favorite, so three is the middle, and one is your least, and oh, one and is the, the supermarket. supermarket. I don't know if I've even mentioned which one is the... We just need to guess supermarket. We don't need to guess the other end. No, 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 yeah, no. The, the, other like, two, the other two are nice and good, but they're not like... Nice and good. Um, there is one of these bottles, like I say, discontinued supermarket brand. There is one of these that is... One of only five hundred bottles. What a waste on us! So I'm just going to set you that up, right? Um, now let's go through them all. Dram number one. Yeah. The the comments that you had is that she had legs. Um, <laughs> it's sweet. It's malty, biscuity, smooth, and um, with a wee kick at the end. However, it was very drinkable, and you had a little bit of honey. All you said was sweet, waxy candle. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So you did not add a lot. And again, oh I think it's interesting that the most descriptive words you used was number one with your favourite. You had the least words, it was your least favourite. So the nose is sweet and full, cherried raisins, hints of toffee and a pleasant nuttiness. Oh my the God, that's palette, how to describe number two. <laughs> the palate is full-bodied, spicy, rich fruitcake, which kind of comes back to you a little mm-hmm. at the end. Toffee notes and the creamy malty feel, which you said about it being a malty biscuit. So there you go. Uh, the vaguest whisper of something akin to synthetic banana is the note on this. Which is interesting. I bloody the finish, love foam bananas. Caramel and honey. So again, yes. you talked about honey. So genuinely, we've talked, we've said this before. Women are the best whiskey tasters. Yep. And Marilyn has absolutely hit a lot of these things. Um, but there you go. That is the Aberlour 10. That, number one, is the supermarket brand. You used to be able to get that in the supermarket. It is now discontinued. Oh. It used to be £35 a bottle is what you could get it for. Uh, currently, the only ones I can see in stock are over £100 a bottle. Well. I should never have well, opened that well, one. Well, well, well. I have to say, I'm glad you opened it. My logic was right, but I refused to listen to my brain. <laughs> now, well done, Angus. number three. I'm going to come to number three next before I reveal okay. what your favourite was. Number three. Um, wait, 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 wait. That usually means I've said something stupid. Not at all. I know, it's three. No. We just read his ghosts and sick. <laughs> yeah. So number three was like a ghost. So the nose, dried fruit, caramel, vanilla with rich sherry notes. Now, this is a sherry one. And I think, I don't know what sherry is. I feel like it's Oloroso. Because right. I think the Oloroso sherry really divides opinion. I feel like um, Pedro Zemenez is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Manzanilla that's really dry. Oloroso is sits in the middle. Spicy and it's just, well. just there's something about Oloroso that can be great or it can be uh, unusual. Mixed emotions. I had a different whiskey that was in an Oloroso finish. And I had a very similar taste to what I got from this. And I was 
three out of five on it. I think, did you say it was three out of five? I that's think what you I did. said, yeah. And you for me, so that's wise. exactly what it's like. It's in the middle. It's not bad. It's not great. There's something about this that's different. Yep. It's unique. Uh, and I think it's one that I would add to my collection because it's one that you would bring out and say to people, try this and tell me what you think. And I think you get different answers. You get, it smells like ghosts and old houses yeah. uh, and it tastes like mum's soup that tastes like sick. So, you know, it's beautiful. Right, the nose, um, we talked about the palate was creamy and smooth with rich sherry, nuts, spice and briny coastal undertones. Now you say that, I can smell all those it things. Is the briny coastal undertones that I think is that kind of refluxy flavor <laughs> probably yeah but you're never going to put reflux uh, in a in a palette the finish is long and lingering with hits hints of rich dried fruit this is an isla no get it a tune it is a, a non-peated isla it's a brucladi god it's not a brucladi tell him to some peat in there who this this is a buna haven is this one of the ones you just brought back? Which one? No, this is not one of the ones I brought back. Oh, no, I this said I not, like them. This is one that I had bought for me. That's not necessarily one I would ever buy for myself. Um, this is the Anne Clarach, um, which is one that, um, again, I, and I'll be totally honest, this is one in my collection that I go to from time to time, and I am so undecided. There's times where I'm like, this is great, and there's other times where I'm like, no, I don't know. Mm. I love Buna Haven, right? I'm going to say yeah. this right now. I There is... This is probably the only Buna I've ever had that I even have any kind of feelings of indifference. Yeah. Um, that I love everything that they do. I've talked about Warehouse 9 so many times on here, but this is this is what this one is, right? Wait till you taste the Buna that I've brought back. I, I'm, I'm okay. telling you this right now. When, when that lands, I think it'll be number one. I'll be surprised if it isn't. It's stunning. So we come on to dram number two, which is the your favourite, Yep. It's a small batch, limited release of only 500 bottles. Okay. This is a distillery editions from Loch Lomond, which is the extra long fermentation that they've recently done. 10-year-old single malt whiskey with an extra long fermentation of three weeks. Fermentation for 12 days is determined yeah. as long. So for three weeks, it's 21 days. That's a very long yeah. time. Um so it's fully matured for 10 years in refill American oak casks. You can expect aroma, oh, aromas of peach, honey, and grapefruit, which are met with vanilla syrup sweetness, lemon citrus, and tropical fruit on the palate and finish. Now, I'm sure you said something about sherbet with this. Yes. And I think that's exactly what's coming through. It's lemony yeah. and it's sherbet. Oh, my God. And it's, it's you said fruit, savory. And I went to the sweet equivalent of fruit. I believe yeah. I said savory, but I also do. You said honey and toffee on the nose. We'll hear, we'll hear it back on the yeah. tape, I'm sure. Like something but I'm sure I said that once I added water and tasted it, then we got a lot more fruitiness to it. You can't describe it. Whiskey is what? Water. When you add water to it. Oh, I thought you were describing it as water. I think I get no, aromas no. of water. And I was like, get out of this angle. No, no, it's Scottish whiskey, not Irish. Um, nah. <laughs> but the taste described as sweet and sour here. And I think it's really interesting that um, there was a lot of things coming out of that. There's a, there was, and it, it's going to come to me in about a week's time, probably. But there was an aftertaste to it. As soon as you take a sip, the immediate aftertaste was so strikingly different to anything I've had before. I was really struggling to put my finger on it. I'll yeah. tell you what I and got. And that's what I was meaning by meat. I got grilled pineapple. 
You know the pineapple that sits upon a gammon steak? Oh, delicious. No. That's what I, oh I should God, get Let's go for that. gammon because I think you'd love a slice of gammon. So we've reached the end of the sipping point with Marilyn and Robertson. And just to recap, your dream drumming experience is a glass of a Shetland peated whiskey that doesn't exist, but it is called the Trucher. Um, it is made up of the sea spray water. It is the burnt peat, the taste of heather, and it's matured in the Shetland wind. You're sitting in your kitchen at 5 a.m. That kitchen has had an extension from what it is now, I and there's so. all glass. And you're there simply with a friend that you've not seen in a while, having a conversation at the end of a beautiful night and at the start of a wonderful day. It's going to make me giddy. Sounds good, eh? <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> Who came up with that? <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Sipping Point. We'll be back again very soon. But until then, Slanjava. Skaldhinderkvarf. Hi guys, if you want to come and see me at the French, too late, it's done, it's done, no more French for me, Um, I'm sure I'll be gigging again.